0: Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Weersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And I know that sounds either exciting or scary or all of the above. But I tell you, after you spend this time with Lindy Royer, You will go back to exciting and possible. I have been honored to know Lindy for about 10 years of this life adventure, uh, not only as a leader in the Pilates and movement industry, but also as a friend who dared go with me on our bucket list trip up the Sydney Harbor Bridge. It was awesome. And uh, we are forever bonded. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen all over the world, welcome our guest, Lindy Royer. Thank you. you, Betsy. Nice to be here. Well, here on the podcast is the opposite of the day. We showed up to get our tickets to go up the Cindy Harbor Bridge. And I was like, this is real. We're going to strap ourselves into these cables soon. And uh, my 58-year-old self, after two hip replacements, is going to move up and go up this bridge. And uh, that's kind of what we're talking about today is the realization of the power of you in this game, in your life. So Lindy, uh, everyone's like, what, what, what? And before we get there, I want them to, to meet you and know a little bit about you. So tell them a little bit about your story.
1: My story, well, I, uh, I grew up in Sydney, Australia. That's why I know the bridge so well. So it's well. it's been a part of my entire life. Um, and, you know, I had a pretty average-ish childhood, I would say. Um, it certainly looked average on the outside. Um, but you know, just like all of us, there were things happening that people couldn't see, right? Like we all have those things that that people can't see. And I was a bit of a, you know, I was a bit of an achiever, did all the things I needed to do in school. I was pretty compliant, you know, I like to make people happy, especially my parents. Um, I wanted to please people. And I had this vision from the time I was a kid. I didn't call it a vision then, but I wanted to go be a ski person. I didn't know what that really looked like, but I just knew I wanted to go ski. And so I studied physiotherapy as a means to an end. My parents said, well, okay, that's fine, dear. You know, they're there. You know, just calm down. Go get an education. So I did that. And I think unbeknownst to them, I still was holding on to this dream that I was either going to go to Austria and be a ski instructor or I was going to go somewhere and I was going to get to ski full time. And that was all I thought about. So, you know, fast forward, I got through school, I was working as a physiotherapist, and I came home and announced, hey, I'm, now I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm going to go do the thing, you know, the ski thing, and I think they were all a little bit surprised. And so, as it turned out, my, our, the family together actually ended up going and skiing for a while. We ended up in Steamboat Springs, um, Colorado, and I had plans from there that I was going to continue, um, but... I found people that I, you know, that could give me a place to stay, and I ended up just landing in Steamboat. I never made it to Austria or Canada or any of those other places that I dreamed about. Um, so, vision fulfilled, right? I did the thing. I check. got to I'm check the box. Done. Uh-huh. But what I didn't realize that underlying all of that was this desire that I had to actually, literally, run away from my. Some, from, from some things that, that people couldn't see going on in my family and going on inside of me. And one of them was I just felt like I, I, I didn't belong. I don't belong, right? Like I had this belief most of my life, I don't belong, I have to fit in. I don't belong, I have to fit in. That was the tape that was playing throughout my entire life. So guess what? I ended up in a ski town in the 80s. Right. Where the mantra was, you know, work hard, play harder. Right? Right. So, yes, there was physical fitness and adventure and all that stuff, and there was a lot of partying, yeah, right Like you were nothing if you couldn't close the bar right right so that was the, I, you know, and I what was my underlying belief? I have to fit in, right right so there's achieve and achieve yeah. and I was good at all those things, so man, I aced it, you know um. And so I I I was in this I was in this cycle of yep work hard play harder, um, and yep check check that box too did that, that led me to some habits that were not so healthy, right? So, fast forward again I hadn't I married and divorced and realized wow I need an actual job job I can't I was a ski patroller yes. on the mountain <laughs> right which was S- didn't pay very well yeah so the ski bum thing wasn't working out anymore and so um i moved to denver and started you know reigniting my physical physical therapy career and you know te- checked all those boxes but in the meantime some of these partying habits that i had created for myself were still there and that carried through to my second marriage and becoming a mom and and it was really becoming a mother where where it all sort of crashed in on me where I I felt completely insecure. I don't know how to be a mother. I don't know how to do this. This is all too much. And I just was, I was so overwhelmed by my life. And I turned back to, you know, what I knew, which was alcohol. Right. And so for several years, when my kids were young, that was, that was what I did, you know, and I would say now, you know, I, people will say, oh, substance abuse, addiction, blah, blah, blah. What I was addicted to was feeling sorry for myself. Wow. What I was addicted to was 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 essentially putting blame everywhere outside of myself, you know, my life, my circumstances, my husband, my kids, my responsibilities or just feeling crushed by it all and feeling sorry for myself and not believing that it was possible to get out of it. You know, and I spent some time in recovery rooms, you know, fast forward again, I, I, ha- I actually caused myself some harm and caused my family some harm, physical harm, had some accidents, and um, that wasn't enough for me to quit drinking, actually. Wow. What, what really got me there was, I just can't keep doing this anymore. The day came where I'd just had enough. Right. You know, which a lot of people in recovery, they call it the bottom. My bottom was very much a spiritual, emotional bottom, you know, where I just, I I just could not keep doing it. I just had had enough. And that was when I agreed to go to rehab. And, you know, the great thing about that was that my family supported me and I went back to Sydney. To go to rehab because my dad actually said to me well you know there's some really good drunks in australia <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you're going to be and a drunk if you're going go to be a rehab. drunk
1: so because there are so many good drunks in australia they've got some really good rehab um and i felt in i really felt like i needed to go back to my place of origin actually to face some things that i hadn't faced i'd run away yeah right i'd to run away work, from sure. those things and so, you know, it came full circle and I went to rehab in Australia and, um, you know, turned everything around and, and came back here. And, and, and at the time, I, you know, all I was focused on was, you know, changing my health from the inside out, how I thought, how I felt, how I behaved. But I didn't really know what that was going to mean for everything else in my life. You know, I didn't know if that was going to mean that my marriage got better or my career got better or I would, you know, I, and I didn't care. All I cared about was, yeah, this thing that's been driving me has to stop. And that's what happened. And, and so, I know
0: all of you listening like me are breathless. And you're like, what happened to Betsy? Did she leave? <laughs> no, although I, knew, I do know this story, every time I hear it, I just even think of it as a different angle. Because, that, and Lindy, for you, it was alcohol. You know, for me, it was overdue. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I got to fit in so the kids will like me because I'm chubby and I had a mom who loved me so much that she'd say, well, I'm so glad you're smart, you know, because you're, um, you know, chubby. And so I became the smart chubby kid. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had to overdo, oh, I'll just throw a party for my friends and then I'll make them homemade gifts. Then I'll bake them cookies and they will like me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on lots of levels,
1: also caustic and harmful. Yep. Yeah, because we we all create these behaviors based on what we think it's going to do right for our insides we're trying to arrange the chess pieces on the outside because we think it's going to do something to change our insides, right it doesn't it doesn't work that way it's the other way around right like we we actually create from the inside out and i hadn't recognized that and realized that so yeah for the last almost 22 years um it'll be 22 years this may Um, For the last almost 22 years, I've just been on this path of, okay, how do I change myself from the inside out? How do I create the life that I choose for myself from the inside? And that is what is so exciting.
0: So uh, I met Lindy as she, as I mentioned, uh, in the the world of movement. So Pilates and um, from my background of two hip replacements and uh, a body that has just been through a lot with my snowmobile accident and all, uh, finding you and not only your skill level, but your mental ability to help me understand my part of movement and change has been life-changing. So we're gonna take a quick break and come back and talk about now, how does all this matter to you? Wait until you hear, we'll be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. And we're back. So, I asked Lindy to share her story because I think it's very important. So many people say, Oh, that Lindy, she's so successful. And she is, but part of what makes her who she is, is her story and where she's come from. So Lindy, tell everyone, not only do you have your world of Pilates and movement, but tell them about the
1: real movement you've dedicated your life to. Um, Thank you for asking. Yeah, so when I, 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 and I love that word movement, right? It's similar to the word touch. Both of those words have these huge connotations, right? So when you think about movement, yeah, we can think about moving the physical body, but there are movements in music and there are, you know, there are social movements that are created and, and we are moved, right? Like when I, when I ask you the question, well, what moves you, Betsy? I'm not asking you about, you know, whether you can move your index finger. <laughs> I'm asking you what really lights you up, what turns you on, what gets you up in the morning? What's your ikigai? For those people who've heard that lovely Okinawan word, what gets me up in the morning? What moves you? So movement has this incredible connotation for me. And that's the thing that I think I've been in pursuit of for a long time is, you know, yeah, physical movement. And so along with doing my Pilates training and continuing as a physical therapist and working on the body, right, which is the tangible thing. I've also spent a lot, a lot of time looking at, okay, well, what's, what's underneath that? What's behind that? What motivates people? How do our emotions drive us? How do our thoughts drive us? And I, uh, about six years ago, I was introduced to um, a concept, a training called Matrix Systems, and I immediately recognized what this was because it's a training system. Um, which is, I'm used to training, right? Like training's a thing you train, you and I trained to walk over that bridge. Sure did. Right? There was a training process. Um, and a lot of the other things that I've come in contact with in sort of psychology and personal development, development, and those kinds of things, they're great concepts and it all sounds really good. Like you should love right? Like love is a wonderful thing. Okay, great. How do I do that? Yeah. How it's, does it work? It's uh-huh. a training, right? So when I discovered Matrix systems, I just, I, you know, I was, I was all in. Um, and so I now just this week have become a, a, a trainer with Inner Matrix systems. And it's a, it's a personal mastery system for what we think of as high achievers. And a high achiever is defined by somebody who wants to see their life better and is willing to do something to make that happen. Right, right? to do the work. To to do the actual work. Yeah, so there are lots of us that walk around going, oh, yeah, I've got all this information. I'm a wealth of knowledge. But unless we have an experience and then apply the experience over time with consistency, it doesn't lead to any change or transformation. So I don't know about you, but if you got people in your life who are really they've got lots of knowledge and lots of information and they regale you with all the information that they have they're literally a walking encyclopedia but then you look at your, their life and you go hmm yeah it doesn't We're... seem like you've really taken that on right right it sounds good it sounds good and inner matrix systems is like i think about it like developing our internal fitness and lifting our mental emotional weights And in experiencing that with you, which I've
0: done a little bit and also other classes, you know, what I really liked about the work is it was um, today and real and viable and part of the continued journey of life. Um, I've noticed a lot of courses where it's all, you know, theory and it's out there, but it doesn't really apply to me, just the normal person, Mm -hmm. because although... I would define myself as a high achiever. It isn't because I'm a millionaire. It's because I just want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really fun to take action on making a difference. So there's a million things we could spend five hours of podcasting talking about this. But let's just kind of Concentrate on like three things Mm -hmm. what would be three kind of areas people could think about moving their life from where it is now to something that they enjoy more they Mm -hmm. seek Mm -hmm. they want to experience so let's just talk about three things
1: yeah so a first one that's just a really good basic way to think about it is we create from the inside out which i said before so even take something like movement right just movement exercise fitness dance whatever you want to pick where does movement come from do you think well, you, I do what you tell me. That's where my movement comes
0: from. <laughs> Lindy says, put this ball here and squeeze this muscle yeah. there. Yeah, that's where my movement yeah. comes from. And,
1: and it comes from the inside. Yes, right? it does. Like you, the, you, you are having an internal experience of movement. If you think about our ancestors, right? they didn't move because there was a gym nearby, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave this fireplace and I'm going to go over to that cave because the gym's over there in the cave. They moved because they were motivated to move for survival, for, um, you know, having babies, making babies. They They moved because they needed to eat. They moved because of shelter. They moved because they were responsible for their community. They moved. It was an internal motivation. And we've lost that. We tend to get motivated by, well, I want to look good. I want, you know, I want some muscles or I, you know, I, I think I'm chubby, right? So that's what motivates movement. But really, everything's motivated from the inside out. So thing number one is we actually create from the inside out. Create from the inside out. And if you think about anything
0: you are doing or have done in your life, it is your choice to go ahead. It is your choice to move. And if you choose not to, Mm-hmm. And you fight back, uh, you don't trust, you
1: whatever, get fear in the way, mm-hmm. that's a choice too. Yes. Yeah. And if you, and and if we don't achieve something, right, it's, it's usually because of something that we're doing, either how we're feeling, how we're thinking about it, which we'll get to in my third point, um, but it, everything. I mean, everything that's ever been created, this room that we're sitting in, was an idea.
0: Right. The started, And, uh, it and it there's st- a thousand of those, friend, as right? we do as very we well. As we know, out.
1: right? So, you know, our cell phones, our, everything, the planes in the sky, everything was created as an idea. It was created internally first. There you go. Okay, that's number one. What's number two? Number two is there's a very big difference between what we spoke about before, knowledge and information, right? Which is just something that we hold in the head, right? It's intellectual knowledge versus having an actual experience of something like a roller coaster as an example that's an experience for sure right if you've ever been on a roller coaster or you go to a show you go to a play you go to a game right that's an experience versus creating change which leads to transformation right so an experience maybe you've been to some of these i know i certainly did i was in pursuit of this kind of stuff for a long time you know, I went to a personal development weekend and I came away and I was all lit up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that thing. You know, I went to one called High Performance Academy. I, I remember we were just talking about high performance. I, yeah, I went to it. Right. It was it. I had held on to that energy for a while, but I didn't have anything to sustain it right? Not a way. I did it. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, here's the things that you do, but I hadn't fundamentally changed me on the inside. So I just went back to whatever my habits were. And that's not to say that was bad, but I could remember the experience and I could remember feeling all of that, but I didn't know what to do about it. So transformation change happens when we maybe have an intense experience like that, right? Like your, your accident was a transformative experience oh, yes. right can we yeah. say that mm-hmm. there was an intensity of emotion that happened but where we really change our lives is through consistent action over time so transformation comes from intensity yeah those experiences but then how do we wire those in that's where we're lifting our weights right, right? Our and mental, finding the way weight. so right. the consistency over time is what Creates change and transformation. Okay, I got that and I I resemble that remark. (laughs) Okay, what's number three? Number three is that we don't get what we intend We get what we actually focus on and so this one's really important and and the other area that I've been focused on quite a lot lately Is this area of pain science, which you and I have explored a little bit, right? So somebody says to me, well, I really want to get out of pain. Okay, great. Where's your focus the focus is still on the pain, right? And it's what accidental you focus on and what increases. you focus on increases. Yes. So even if somebody says, oh, yeah, I want to get out of pain, we have to really pay attention to where the focus is. So I've, you know, in my in my PT work, which incorporates a lot of this internal work as well, what accidentally happens for people is they they focus on the pain by trying to get out of it oh, I went to the chiropractor, I went to the massage therapist, I went to the acupuncturist, I went to, you know, the physical therapist or the, or the, or the personal trainer or whatever it is. But I'm but, but aware of the fact that really the mental focuses on the pain, the pain, the pain and not where I want to go. So if you're listening to this and you are in physical pain or mental, emotional pain, What's really important is to get clear about where you want to go. Vibrancy in the body, for example, or adventure, right? Or I, I just want to be able to walk to my mailbox, which is where I actually recently had a client who that was her, first, her, that was her first assignment was to get herself to walk to the mailbox. And then she walked to the gate of her community. And then she sent me a photo a couple of weeks ago. And her family, she and her husband, her, her daughter were out on a walk, right? Like so on a walk. yeah. She kept her focus on what she was creating and not on the pain. Right. Right. So we can get very trapped in this thing of alleviating the pain. But really where that's taking us is to pain. Yeah, I've heard that so much with coaching
0: for weight loss. So, mm-hmm. you know, being in that so many years is that if you're focused on today and shouldn't and not. Mm -hmm. I always would go into an immediate depression when I went on a diet because all of a sudden Mm -hmm. everything changed. I was Mm -hmm. in this thing called diet instead of in this thing called living and making choices. And when I finally figured out, well, life is your path, Mm -hmm. choose, Mm -hmm. make good choices for your body, mind, and spirit, and quit worrying about this
1: plan called a diet, it was like, oh! And then we've got to get really clear about what that feels like on the inside. right? So for, for this client I'm telling you about, hers was connection and love and joy with her family that's what she focused on and walking with them represented that right so she also lit herself up from the inside it wasn't just thinking about this thing like it was very dry so that's right. the other piece about this focus point piece of it is it's not a mental focus it's not having the picture let's say it's the harbor bridge right the picture of the bridge which i still have um, right like That has to light me up inside with what I want to feel about. So can I tell you a slightly risque example of this? Yes. Tell us a risque example. Yes. So um, one of the trainings that I did many years ago was about the psychology of marketing, which you're very aware of, Betsy. And it was this guy, this marketing guy who was very dissatisfied. He built this big empire, but hated his clients, hated where he was living, just super dissatisfied. Had all the money, right? And he bought himself a Ferrari, And he then realized, wow, this is, I'm not happy. I I hate my life, right? I'm avoiding all my customers. I, you know, I'm just, blah, I'm not fulfilled. And he had this sort of inner beach bum in him. And he decided he was going to uproot his family from, you know, East Coast to West Coast and move to California where he could surf and, you know, rebuild his business and blah, blah, blah. So takes his Ferrari back to the Ferrari dealership and he's like, I'm turning it in, you know, I'm going to go buy surfboards. And the Ferrari dealer looked at him and said, well, was wrong with the car was there something wrong with the car like what's going on he's like yep well you know the penis extender didn't work and it's a really good example of buying something like that thinking it's going to bring you joy bring you pleasure make you feel like a big shot right which he was being very honest about yeah as a guy like i don't know how many women buy ferraris probably not that many right Right. um and we all do that thing right like i wonder what's up with them that they got to buy that thing you know like what, what where's their insecurity right So he just named it for himself. Like, I thought I was going to feel fulfilled and a big shot and like, you know, a great guy, right, by having this Ferrari, and it didn't do it for me. Right. Right? And that's what many of us do all the time. I think if I have the thing. Right. The thing. The thing. What we really want is the joy, the connection, the love, the serenity, the peace, the whatever it is that we're after. So that the way we create our vision has to start with that. It's got to be something that lights us up. I was I shared a playlist that I have with with um, a friend of mine and she texted me this morning. She's like, oh, that was so great. I was on my bike and she's a very competitive biker. She's like, that really, that got me lit up. We can use music to light us up. We can use images. We can use pictures, but we got to make sure that we stay in that what we think of as an expanded or a love-based place yes. as we're creating the thing. And that's what I find happens with, with, with the fear of pain, right, it, uh, it's just deflating.
0: Right. And the fear of um, weight and the fear of not enoughness and the fear of so many things. And that's why it's very, very exciting. So tell people a little bit about this new transformational coaching role that you've taken and how they find you.
1: So they can find me at pmcenterformovement.com. So that's my website. It's being redone. So hopefully by the time you hear this, it'll all be lovely and prettified. Um, so I'm still doing physical Um, training with people a lot of this work is incorporated because it's a huge part of you know the pain education side of things Um, so um, and then innermatrixsystems.com is also what we've been talking about but you can get to Systems through my website so I'm doing one-on-one training with people and then within Systems there's also lots of other things it's a whole ecosystem that we can engage um, weekend trainings and classes and retreats and all sorts of other wonderful things, um, but yeah, what I've come to realize is we cannot separate any of this stuff, right? Like we can't separate the body from the mind, from the emotions, from our spiritual journey. It's it's all it's all one. And and for me, you know, my my why is that that I choose to support people to have this experience of wholeness, connection, and possibility, because there was a time in my life where I did not feel whole. I did not feel connected. And I did not feel like a different life was possible for myself. And I just want that so much for other people, because it is possible to get anywhere, from anywhere you start, it doesn't matter if you're 85. Doesn't matter if you're where I was literally, you know, I hit my head one night from, you know, falling down and almost bled out on my kitchen floor. Right? Like, There I was. That was me. You know, if you picture, imagine, right? Yeah. Somebody like in front of my family, in front of my little kids. That, by the way, was not enough to get me to quit drinking. That experience was not, didn't do it. Right. I had to get to that place of I've had enough. I, I am no longer willing to tolerate this. Right. And that was, that was what it was for me. Now, some people don't have the gift of getting to that place. Right. You know, people, I know people where they just didn't make it. Right. But if you're in a place where you feel like, whoa, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not willing to tolerate this anymore, wherever that is, right? It might be in the physical body. It might be in your relationships, your career, right? We can, we can get, we can, we can up-level life from wherever we start. Well, I will tell you if a
0: 58-year-old two-time hip replacement, non-athlete girl can get up the Sydney Harbor Bridge... With no pain, actually, incredible joy. And um, what a feeling at the top uh, of fulfillment. And if you are on the website, com, you will see under extra special projects, a picture of me and Lindy on top of the Sydney Harbor Bridge. Uh, my dream is, Lindy, that we uh, now after the COVID gets over the world, especially in Australia, we then gather some women and take them through your matrix program. And then the culmination is we all go back and climb the Sydney Harbor Bridge. Wouldn't and that be super fun? I think fun? we just put that out there. We're going to do that. All of you who are listening, go to BetsyWeersman.com, get on the VIP list. So you know that when we're start saving your shuckles, so you know when Betsy and Lindy are going back to Sydney. Well, thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And I had that poster on my wall when I was a kid. And it's funny, I think it was a recruiting poster at the time for the Army. Did not join the Armed Forces, but I did believe that every single day was a fresh canvas and a new day. And I think what you're going to hear on Boost Power Podcast is incredible people, who have been there, they've done that, they are you, they've made some choices, and they know that life is possible to be fantastic. It is on purpose that you listen to Lindy Royer today. I can just verify she's the best of the best, and please reach out to her. Reach out to me. I will get you to her because uh, life is possible, and it is your journey, so grab that. Uh, Please share this podcast with anyone who might want some uplifting energy and some fun. Again, I'm your host, Betsy Weir's Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, betsywiersma.com.